Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello. And welcome to Bringers of the Light Sundays. I want to thank you so much for joining me here as we play this week, play this day. Before we get into anything, I want to welcome you here, whether you're new, whether you're returning. Everyone is welcome in this magical space. No matter where you're listening from, for these, uh, oh, it sounds so literary, for these episodes only go up on the podcast. These episodes are only on the podcast, so you could be coming from Audible or iHeartRadio, YouTube Music, Google, Apple could be on Spotify, which is the, I guess, kind of like the host of the podcast. But I do want to share for everyone, just as a reminder of where you can find me, um, who I am and what I do just very quickly. So we're all on the same page about what's going on here. So I'm an author, an artist, and a master healer. I write channeled fiction, design and create Oracle tarot decks, And I'm a master energy healer using my own modality, (laughs) using a combination of modalities to do my own unique way of healing. If you love the show and you want to support all the great content, which is never expected, but graciously graciously appreciated, um, I do have an Etsy wish list. Put the link in, links of everything I talk about are always in the show notes. And I do always love to accept PayPal love donations, which keep the show going and help fund the, um, it, it's not, I don't have to pay anything to keep the show going, but I like to use those things to get, you know, new decks. And every month we have a new themed deck of the month, and I already have one in mind for October. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Other ways you can connect with me, you can join our monthly magical mail newsletter. I'm going to be using, I haven't really been using it, but if you want to get on the list, we'll be using it here at some point in time to do giveaways, send out discount codes for merchandise and my services, which I'm getting ready to um, roll out. They're not really new. I've just revised the services. So we've got, um, it's just going to make it easier to choose. Um, you're either a twin flame or you're not a twin flame, and that will be the services that you can choose, as well as some um, fun card reading healing services. Um, if you want to see some behind the scenes stuff or some of my favorite things, you can join me over on my Instagram. All my card decks are listed, all my oracle decks are listed on my website. And make playing cards. No, I'm not on make playing cards. <laughs> I used to make playing cards on the Game Crafter. Um, we have a red bubble shop with our merchandise. And just a reminder, there's um, all of my ebooks are free to read. 
You can direct download via my publisher, Smashwords. I've got the link to that. You'll just need an EPUB reader app on your device. Or you can free download on Apple, Google, or Barnes & Nobles. Apple Books, Google Books, Barnes & Nobles. Um, some of my books are in paperback form over on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles. And I do have three YouTube channels. We have the Loveland YouTube Tarot channel. That's where we mainly do like love-related readings and stuff for Twin Flames. We have the TLC for the Soul YouTube channel for taking your spiritual practice deeper into the magic, mystery, and mysticism. And I do have an author channel, Tammy Lynn Chambers, which is what I use for on YouTube for putting my um, audiobooks out there. But I usually also put pretty much everything I do on any of those channels. I put up on the podcast as well. So you guys on the podcast have the best of all, all worlds and you can choose how you want to interact with the content. So if you are interested or you have any questions or you want to book a service with me or anything like that, um, email is always the best way to get in touch with me and you'll find that at the very bottom of all the show notes. So we have an interesting week ahead this week. I have to look, I'll tell you why it's interesting um, here in a second. So we do have first quarter moon towards the end of the week. We have um, Mabon or the autumn equinox on the 23rd. And the following week, all this is kind of working up to our super full harvest moon um, later on in the following week. And I think that that is all, all of that ultimately is planning and preparation for this um, eclipse that we have on October 14th that will be in the sign of Libra. So any of you with... Um, the main impact here is for anybody with major house with major placements in your Libra house or in your seventh house which is your house of relationships higher vibing relationships and I think we'll be at some point here be doing a special show for the eclipse but right now <laughs> we are taking it one step at a time we're taking it I'd say it one day at a time, but in terms of the energies, Spirit is giving them to us seven days at a time, um, kind of what's up ahead. And we're back to the bringers of the light. So if you missed the last week's show, it was very interesting. We did a witch walk. Um, it was all channeled. It was all trans-channeled um, through like my ancestral witch mage um, community, not community, but they're like a group of guides, um, kind of like the Navajo wind talkers who come to me. It was very interesting. There were special messages in there for some of you because I know we got some messages in French. Um, and so um, we had some birthing of dragons happening in that podcast. And um, new dragons kind of showing up on the scene. So what's kind of interesting about the energies of this week ahead is we're still working with my book that we're writing together on this podcast, The Seafoam Inn. And we've skipped a few chapters since we last met. 
um, although these can be, I mean, at some point here I'll be starting the audiobook, so you can go back and catch up that way if you'd like. But for now, we are, I'm just going to briefly summarize the two chapters you've missed because they're all about weddings and that was very interesting. So this is where you tune in with your master senses. This is where you might pause the podcast for a minute and go grab yourself a cup of something you enjoy, some sort of magical brew. Um, this is where you might um, say a little prayer and invite in your guides and say, you know, what of these messages are for me, what resonates with me. And since we're all about healing too, we always invite in the healing guides to surround you and bring you what you most need in this now as you interact with my voice, the light codes and light beings that show up as part of our work here as I wrap us all in love light and light love. And I invite in the guides who overlight this show, Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, the Pleiadians, and all of my spirit guide companions that work with me through everything that I do, the bringers of the light, all of our spirit guide list of spirit guides that we work with, all of our twin flame guides, all of the new dragons that are joining us. So what's interesting about the last two chapters that we're not going to read right now because <laughs> what Spirit's doing? Um, chapter 20 it was called Meet Me at the Altar. And the last time we all met, the townsfolk of Rockaway Point were enjoying food truck fare at the lighthouse. Um, sea Star had, who is the DJ of the WBAT 44 AM radio station that broadcasts from the top of the lighthouse was celebrating her second anniversary of the radio station and had ordered food truck fare for everyone. And Count Mashar was kind of on the sidelines, a little miffed at the fact that his dastardly dark plans had been thwarted yet again by the bringers of the light when Dakar swooped in and grabbed the Handbook de los Santos from him and High Core from Bringer to the Light HQ spirited, teleported that funny little interesting book away. And so Count Nashar is kind of like, well, now what? And then the chapters we're going to kind of bypass just briefly. Somehow Dakar and Abigail, they are going on a picnic. Dakar is having some sort of newfound feeling about their relationship and I don't know if it's a spoiler alert um, should I do a spoiler alert um, he has let's just say he has purchased where is it he has purchased a four carat shield cut diamond ring that he bought at Christie's auction house Spare no expense within reason to make this so, or what his guides had been telling him a thousand times over, but he'd always been blocked from making the move until now when suddenly events are starting to fall into place for Dakar 
his life, for his life to move forward, for his life to move forward. And he does see Abigail in his future and he's interested in taking things to the next level. And then we go to chapter 21, which is called Pickle Mickle and a Diamond Riddle, where Clark Witherspoon and Candy McDougal are wed in their hand fasting ceremony at the Seafoam Inn. And they are starting a whole new life together with Clark, who is some sort of old money businessman, apparently, because he has the money he's bought a whole land development in Rockaway Point, and he has gifted Candy for their wedding present. He's made her CEO of her own company that he is kind of a silent backer of um, to help her along in her dream and her wish um, that has to do, I guess, maybe she has something to do, she wants to do with real estate, or I don't know quite yet, because we haven't really gotten there. But what happened in that chapter is more so for us, what we need to take a look at for the week ahead, the next seven days, in addition to all these relationships coming together, so maybe that's something that's happening in your world, or maybe that's something that you've wished for, a relationship to come in or go to the next level. We have the pickle mickle tart as part of the title. And we have Count Mashar's familiar, Mr. Meow, deciding that he wants to move forward and do something different with his life. And we have Count Mashar at the end of the chapter who also says, you know, I'm tired of going it alone. Maybe I need to find a, I don't know, some, some companion to help him in his dastardly doings. So a lot of things coming into balance in these chapters, which is what the Autumn Equinox is all about, right? A balance of energies. Not surprised to see that. I'm gonna make my way to the shade between these two trees that look like little twin flame trees. I think I've taken a picture of them before. They're joined in the middle by this little stone that you can't take out because it's just kind of wedged in there. And the moss from the trees has grown onto the stone. Maybe we'll just capture a picture of this. We've taken this picture before, but in this fall light, it looks very beautiful. So when we say these chapters are channeled, they do come in just like all of my work via automatic writing, I'm making a sacred space with the guides, pulling out the keyboard and just listening to what they have to say, setting attention that I'm writing this particular book or this particular chapter. And I just listen and type the words that they're telling me. And for this one that they want us to focus on, Pickle Mickle and a Diamond Riddle, um, Pickle Mickle is a reference to another book I'm writing called Maybon and Murder. And so I have to go back. So pay attention if anything resonates with you. I have to go back to something that I've worked on before that I'm still working on that I haven't finished after all these Maybons have gone by. Um, coming back to Maybon and Murder again, and working with that, 
which when I read through some of these chapters about the pickle nickel tart, I'm like, oh my God, this book is so good. Why am I not, um, th these channelings are so good. Why am I not, I'm getting this out there for people to enjoy. Um, what is the intention of, of some of these books? I know it's fun, but there's also healing involved with a lot of these um, that spirit brings in and um, that we set the intention like um, a book that has, oh, the fairies are showing me trash, <laughs> like a book that has um, Reiki built into it. It's kind of what these are. It's Chester Cheetah. <laughs> and um, something we're going to be doing over on TLC for the Soul, probably only on YouTube, because it's more of a visual thing, but we're going to start taking the um, monthly card decks and doing tarot deck Reiki with them. So um, I will let you guys know when those are up, if you want to see them. Uh, I think it's very interesting because I've been watching a lot of tarot deck flip throughs in my search for decks that resonate most with me and for the month ahead. And every time I find one that really resonates, there's like a healing or an activation that happens just from watching the flip through, I have to say. Um, so I don't wanna go into that too much here because this is about the week ahead, but I think this tarot deck Reiki could be very fun, very magical, and very healing. And I'm planning on doing that this month on TLC for the Soul YouTube with the Hush Tarot. So, Let me just get to the trash can and then we're going to talk about this pickle nickel tart. So why is this pickle nickel tart important for right now? What messages are in there for you? Maybe, let's see, Spirit, I'm going to have Spirit just point me to my favorite parts because there's more than one chapter involved and part of it is about having fun. So here's where I think we're at. This, um, this eclipse that's coming in October in addition to the total solar eclipse that's happening in April of next year, which is one that we haven't been able to see in the U.S. since 2017. I was out there in 2017 for that one. Um, we're, we've got the beginning of some new eras of our life showing up. And we've got to get there kind of an inchworm at a time, right? So you may be feeling these, ink yeah, I'm getting big chills on that. You may be feeling these inklings of this new energy coming through and I think spirit more and more is starting to give you glimpses of what life after April 2024 might start looking like even between now and then it's not just April 2024 it's starting with Libra they're saying there's an activation and then there's a bigger activation with the one in April the it's an Aries 29 degrees of Aries eclipse so look in your natal chart what houses those impact and that's where you're going to see the biggest kind of reset and new beginning but you're getting these inklings now and you may be watching readings and we've stopped doing this on the channel about saying you know like this is going to happen to you in seven days or this is going to happen to you a month from now because it's different for everyone and so you know just adjust your expectations accordingly as to the timing of things but i do feel like as the timing of things approaches the amount of signs and synchronicities 
and confirmations you get does increase and that can be some factor of um, knowing that timing is getting closer. So I do want to share that in terms of like, you know, angel numbers showing up everywhere and they just keep showing up more and more and more and all of that. Because the chapter that talks about the pickle nickel tart in Maybon and Murder is chapter five, A Matter of Moments. So it does tell us that things are getting closer and that Abigail was making a special tart for the autumn festival like she does every year. This year she was making the pickle nickle tart and it was such an important magical creation in her cauldron, in her creation cauldron, that even she wasn't privy to the final ingredient. Her familiar rain accord, her raven familiar rain accord, had to go into the forest to gather the final ingredient and when it was time to place it in the cauldron she had to Abigail had to close her eyes and not look and so he had late in the night before the final ingredient was to be added he had shifted into his human form taken a basket and some shears into the forest he had been instructed to walk 20 paces and then bend down and feel around there would be something on the ground that he needed to sever and place in the basket overnight this something would take on a different form and then by morning at 11 a.m it would be in its final magical state and ready to be administered to the potion in the cauldron. And so he does add that in, and it feels a little shamanic to me. It feels a little magical and mystical. It could be all about creational energy. It could be all about bringing things down from the ethers into the 3D physical form, which means we don't get to see, a, yeah, big chills. <laughs> and it's cold outside, I'm still getting chills. It, it could be that we don't get to see exactly what he's adding to the cauldron. Oh my God, there's so many spirits here right now. Look at these trees. Um, because it's different for each one of you, right? There's something magical that spirit adds to the potion right at the moment of manifestation that makes it materialize for each one of you. Now, Dakar, while Abigail is making the pickle nickel tart, goes to hang out with some gypsy gnomes that had begun to infiltrate the fairgrounds, weaving their spells of fun and mischievous to mischievousness ness. Is that a word? Mischievousness. Ooh, to lighten the mood. So, with everything I do and with everything that is the intention of the work that we do here, is to weave in magic and child's play and romance and fun into our work so that it basically kind of infiltrates your senses if you so desire. And you might find that after you listen to these shows, you're making a tart, you're pulling out the cauldron, you're going on a magical walk, or you're just humming and singing, calling in the muse of creativity, or as we call it in the druidic bardish, um, bardish, <laughs> bardish, whatever, as a druid bard we call it the Owen. So that's part of our order of bards, obates, and druids. Um, I took the bardic course with them a while back, and you know, 
the awen, the muse, the creative life force is something very big there. So Dakar stops, goes back into, um, he's hanging out with these gnomes um, and he's wondering what's happening with this pickle nickel tart. And he goes into the tent, the potion stops bubbling, Abigail, not knowing what's in there, slowly peeks inside the cauldron, a little nervous about what she might find. A concoction that smelled like cherry pie sparkled back at her, and in the center of the cauldron lie a perfectly formed cherry and apple pickle tart. It sounds horrible, but apparently it tastes really good. A confection, pastry, and magical moon pie all in one. Very strange, but she had to trust that this alchemical treat was just what she needed. After all, it had been formed by the magic of her prayers and desires, and that had never come out bad before. So I would say there that be open to all possibilities um, while the cauldron's bubbling and spirit is getting ready to help manifest this dream into your world and your greatest desires. What comes out? maybe different than you envisioned so she didn't even know what she was getting she knew that she was making something called pickle nickel tart and then it ended up having pickle pick i don't think it's pickles i think it's like pickled apples and cherries which okay that could not be not too bad right maybe it's better than you imagined or maybe it's just a little different than you imagined like the form that it takes on uh, because you don't have all the ingredients right um, depending on what it is you're manifesting, especially if it's a person, um, especially if you haven't met them yet, uh, you may not know everything, <laughs> like you may not know what they look like or all of that. So pay attention to your dreams as your manifestations get closer, pay attention to what you're seeing because the next chapter was called the pickle and the mickle and all of the all of the um, creators at the autumn festival had to um, had to deliver their wares to the judge's tent and while Abigail is taking the pickle nickel tart to the judge's tent Dakar is meeting up with someone from his past who comes forward in a glamour who comes forward shape-shifted as an egret, but is really someone from a past life, a very, very powerful past life connection as Maggie Chalmers tricks Dakar and shows up again to revisit something with him. And I haven't really gotten to what that is yet, but these the past life connection between the two of them um, is very sensual, very strong, very powerful, and at times has the enough uh, oomph around it to make Dakar sometimes forget about Abigail when Maggie is around because Maggie uh, hung out at the Argyle Inn. She is working for the dark side along with Count Bashar. And so while Dakar is having this sort of, you know, I don't know, ronde not a rendezvous, 
Uh, she pretends to be a hurt egret, so egret spirit animal may be coming up for you. But when she shapeshifts, they have a conversation together, and I won't go into that right now, uh, but she wants his help with something. Um, and we don't quite find out what it is yet, because the next chapters of Maybon and Murder go into a whole other realm. Oh my god, it goes into like sea captains coming back and a very special um, spell that you can do to bring in uh, a love, a lover. Uh, and we brought that up on the show before and we've said that you can go to this place in the book that's, that the guides have channeled in and you can drink this special drink that's made by a magical bartender and you can call in someone <laughs> over the seas. But oh, yeah, it may not be something. Remember that like pet cemetery? Like, what's <laughs> it? Like things come back, but they don't always come back in the same form that you took them out to the pet cemetery in. Still a lot of planets in retrograde. So maybe for some of you, there's this thing, still things coming back from the past, still things um, the next seven days ahead that you're dealing with from the past. Uh, but let's end it on a high note. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a high note. It's not really, but it's just kind of fun. Let's end it with some fun, which is while Dakar is having this, you know, whole past life recollection with Maggie Chalmers, Abigail's pickle nickel tart gets, oh God, gets second place. And the person that got first place is the thing that got first place is Joe's hot and tasty chili. And no one knows who Joe is. No one knows. Well, what is clear to Abigail and Dakar is that Joe's hot and tasty chili is enchanted. And it starts um, doing things to all the people at the festival. So the judges start acting all discombobulated. And the... Um, Everyone that tastes the sample starts acting all weird. And Dakar and Abigail have to kind of save the day and disenchant the chili somehow. But the message here is, you know, be discerning, have fun and be discerning, which I think is kind of the energies of this now. The veil is very thin, leading up to Samhain and Beltane in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, staying grounded, staying, you know, we want to go to the like 3D constructs of what all Joe's hot and tasty chili is all about. Um, it's just paying attention, being discerning, what spirits you're allowing into your space and what energies, not even spirits, what energies you're allowing into your space, being very clear about your intentions, um, you know, doing your magical work, but with some filters in place to make sure you're not calling in, you know, some sort of Count Mishar energy that you don't have to want to deal with, or possibly some Maggie Chalmers energy, which could be like, you know, some shadow being or something, um, which could be a creature of your own making. You know, maybe there's some shadow being from your past that's coming up to be reflected upon because it is the season 
for doing that kind of work. But keep the balance is in no matter what you're doing, whether you're recollecting or dealing with your dark side or dealing with somebody else's dark side, because that's big right now too. A lot of people held in place from moving forward, still learning lessons about the, the dark side, I guess, and how to deal with it. Um, and that could be a whole other show. We're going to show you, we're going to talk to you about how to stand in your power when you encounter the dark side, be that your own dark side, another person. Um, gosh, I better write these things down, right? <laughs> there's a lot of ideas coming through. So there's a lot of magic coming through. There's a lot coming through to be pondered upon. Um, but most of all, you know, it's about being discerning, having fun with the energies, enjoying the journey, even on days when it's hard, asking your guides to help clarify things where you may have additional questions. Um, just being very clear about what you're doing and where you're going and keeping your energy field very clear, very discerning. It just keeps saying very discerning very open about what's going on around you. I feel that some of you may have some, especially with this full moon coming up in a week and a half, this super full moon, this equinox is just really opening the door to a new balance coming in with this Libra eclipse. But I have a feeling this super harvest full moon, you're gonna need some extra support. So hopefully we'll be there to help support you if you need us. Um, you can use the channel, either YouTube or Instagram or the podcast, as an oracle of sorts. You can put your finger down and you can scroll through and set the intention to get the information that you most need in this now. And then when you find that, trust that that is meant for you. You can also reach out via email if you'd like to spend some time working through something together. I'm certainly available to help with that. <sighs> and I guess that's it for now. So it's an interesting time coming up. The next month, the next three to four weeks, going to be very pivotal in this fresh new start with this eclipse in October. And we will do our best to support you here on the show. So without further ado, I want to thank you all so very much for joining me here, and we will see you all again soon. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by Rockaway Point's newest veterinary clinic, Posh Pets. Clark Witherspoon and his familiar poodles are here to help you with all your healing needs. Be it a toenail trim or a hairball tummy trouble healing session, we have everything you need at Posh Pets.